calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. The thing that I fought tooth and nail to bring my son into is Dungeons and Dragons. That is the ultimate solution to parenthood. I'm Alexis Ohanian. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. I talked to Rain Wilson. I wanted to learn more about Rain's advice to play D&D with your kids. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. have you guys um again this is scam wow a podcast about scams we kind of know what we're talking about but really it's just for fun <laughs> we're really just like yeah. happy to be here guys this is satire we're comedians please we don't, don't sue us okay yeah, please google these scams on your own because we're just doing the best we can okay but we have an amazing good good friend in the studio <laughs> the kind great of girl, friend great closest <laughs> in the world the kind of friend that you find at your local um we, she was at one of like the bistros near me not the, it's not a bistro cafe eating french fries because i told her to get french fries and then i was like that's it we're destined we're friends forever and then we went and got french she, fries there like a week later yep. she like, loves to hang out at a bistro like the little <laughs> french girl she is with her striped shirt and her scarf around her neck actually she's looking very la la. right now Ooh la la. Ooh la la. and that girl is a Gigi lee Gigi bonjour Gigi welcome thank you i'm so excited to be a scam spondent and also to clarify Gigi is an actual reporter as well she's appeared in the new york times and the new, new yorker. yorker so she's a legit scam spondent she's yes. writing satire really I don't, I don't want people to think i'm a i'm like nicholas kristoff no you are so <laughs> smart and so funny and Gigi has no here with the dates circled and also flashcards. So she has like no flashcards, like from third grade, and also flashcards, which yes. is we're getting a photo for the gram because she's a little tiny genius. I'm forever I'm a, a student. Honored. No, but it's really because I think the older I get, the harder it is for me to remember salient yes. details. Mm. Well, I also get very excited. And yeah. so then I forget where I am. And there's been a couple stories on this podcast where I'm like, oh, wait, hold on, let me back up. And I'm like, wow, I'm terrible to listen to right now. <laughs> Please don't unsubscribe. I need you in my life. Um, so Gigi and I were talking about our life goals and what we wanted to do with our careers and everything. And immediately that was right when Stu and I, Sue and I started with Scam Wow. So I was like, Gigi, you got to get on this. We got to yeah. connect. But Gigi and Caitlin are both like legit storytellers. They are the beacons <laughs> of the NYC storytelling community <laughs> and have been doing fatales. it for... 
<laughs> the femme fatales and have been doing it for years and years and basically started the whole community. So I don't know, haters. You whatever, heard it here back first. <laughs> Don't tell Ophira Eisenberg. <laughs> or Marco Lightland. Blame my models. Yeah. Don't tell John Flynn. Don't tell like my heroes. <laughs> um, so... Gigi, I request. Gigi said she wasn't a part of any scams. She wasn't scammed, to her knowledge. <laughs> Although I was probably a scammer as a child, as as oh, were you. as I am, a full time scammer. But Gigi came in with a report on a scam, which is so exciting. Yes, because so once exciting. I started thinking about it, I was like, wow, there are so many scams. So like this country many. was built on scams. Yes, that's what we say. And I Thank think you. It's like naturally, I feel like the U.S. is like naturally building scam artists because to For get sure. ahead in this country, like people will only respect you if you're wealthy yes. or successful. And no wonder people male. are. Yes. Yeah. Um, so my scam today is H.H. Uh, Holmes. Tell us. Oh. Real name Herman Webster Mudgett. So that's the first sign oh, of a scam artist. <gasps> Mudgett. <laughs> yeah, like he's many bad. Aliases. Wow, I don't know he's anything so about bad. this. I'm um, so curious. So he's a 19th century con man, and he's considered America's first known serial killer. Whoa. Um, so mm-hmm. today he would be classified as a psychopath. <laughs> If we're getting um, it all out there, today be classified as a psychopath. And I think that's why he got away with his crimes for so long because, like, there was no one to like profile this guy. You yeah, know? the checks yeah. and balances weren't there when you had like to the horse ridden carriage for mail, right? <laughs> right. What's yeah. it called? The Pony Express. Yeah, I, yeah, because people yeah. would be like, "Oh, there's something off about him," but I don't know what it is. Um, and if there's no evidence because it's happened so long ago, it's just right. hearsay from other yeah towns. Yeah. Wait, before you get going on, I know. Did you read Devil in the White City? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I okay. read that on my honeymoon. Is that about so this guy? Is my husband a con, con artist? <laughs> That's fucked up, Gigi. It'll make you suspect all that. I can't wait to have your husband on the podcast. <laughs> he's uh, booked. He's booked. He's H. H. Holmes. Um, so, oh, and an interesting thing about him, and I guess this is common for like most scam artists, is that he was very charismatic. Yes. He was a ladies' man, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're making a movie out of Devil in the White City. Um, Scorsese's directing and you know who's starring as H.H. Holmes? Leonardo oh. DiCaprio. Of course. So that's uh. how like I guess this guy was pretty handsome for like the but 1890s. Leonardo DiCaprio nowadays just seems like he's covered in like a thin layer of oil to me. Like there's <laughs> I was so into him in Romeo and Juliet and I was like that is love like a psychopath that loves you and is smoking cigarettes and will die for you when I was a child. Um, <laughs> that was love to me. Not, not dissimilar to how I feel now but he now just seems like this like big huge wet man i find him most attractive in the revenant so maybe that's just me no great i'm glad but yeah he um but he does seem a perfect scammy he's very greasy yeah yeah Yeah. and so he operated mostly in chicago and the his heyday was like 1893 um which interestingly was a few years after like the jack the ripper killings and so some people thought that maybe hh holmes was jack the ripper but he he was More of a copycat. He was yeah. It was just a. I think everyone was just trying to kill and and murder. It, <laughs> it was just like very trendy to be a murderer. But um, he he's from somewhere else though, right? Yeah. Wasn't so he? he grew up in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. um, and exhibited kind of like disturbing signs from an early age. Um, he was known to torture and maim animals, you know, like the checks classic. Out. Yeah, classic it really checks out. Behavior. Very simple. Uh, and then when he was 19, he went to medical school uh, at the University of Michigan. And this is when he like started finding his like MO. Like he was into <laughs> insurance fraud. 
Uh-huh. So, um, for example, so he would steal cadavers from yeah. the University of Med- uh, Michigan. And then coincidentally, like, someone in that area would die mysteriously. Okay. So he would, like, fake their death and then claim the insurance money. Oh, so he didn't murder people at the time. He was just throwing around some cadavers. Right. Okay. I, oh, no, no, was, but he would actually also murder residents. I don't, and then, and then he was people, selling he their body sell, parts, Sell their right? bodies, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, and so... Caitlin, you're going to hate this one. <laughs> I'm what? You're going to hate this one. I know. I, I really like, do hate anything with blood and guts and death, but well, I, I do like, love you guys, so I'm in it. I wouldn't... <laughs> I mean, some of the scams that he pulls off, I, I just don't think... I think this like shows that how, I guess, smart he was, because I could not even think of something like that, like... I guess take someone's smart. death, steal a cadaver, or sell that. Psycho. <laughs> or psycho. Um, and I think to really understand, like to get the context of it, it's like um, you you also have to understand the the history, the historical context. So like this was taking place in 1893 during the Chicago's World's Fair, yes. um, which was a like, big event, huge deal for the U.S. And in, in Devil in the White City, he describes it as like the apex of like American culture and beauty. Yes. And people call the World's Fair the white city because it just represented beauty and prosperity. And then like a few miles away, this guy is like committing the darkest, creepiest, creepiest crimes. I can't um, get over two dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs both? You got one, you're fine. Well, there are a lot, no, there are a lot more. He um, like made so much funny money selling like arms and legs and shit. <laughs> yeah. Because I think there was a cadaver shortage also. So, um, Medical schools were like really into this because they're like, oh, we need something to study. <laughs> Great, we're dying yeah. for some deadbeats. Um, so I guess I'll start off with like describing his murder castle. Thank you. Um, because it's it's kind of like a character in its own way in this story. Okay. So he moves to Chicago, and uh, he moves to Englewood, which is like a suburb suburb of Chicago, pretty affluent. Nothing big is happening there, and he thinks, oh, let me buy this property and open it to start a hotel because I figure people will be coming in for the World's Fair mm-hmm. and, and they'll want to stay at this place. Yeah. yeah, And also he'll get to make, meet his victims that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so he buys this property. He buys it using a fake name. Um, and he has these like grand plans uh, to turn this into like a murder hotel. Okay. So like the first floor of this place is like He's going to have retail shops because he figures that's a good decoy. Um, and then the second and third floors are like, uh, it, it's just crazy. It's like he had 55 doors that just opened onto brick walls. Mm-hmm. Stairwells that led to nowhere. Um, he had a chute going from like the second floor to the basement that was like big enough for a body. Sorry, Caitlin. Oh <laughs> These are all, like, so this is amazing. And, and so- he had... He had rooms that with like gas chambers, yes, right? Yeah, he installed. No, yeah. um, I'm out. And so, like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no, I'm back. the Holocaust flashbacks. Okay, <laughs> that I wasn't a part of, but just of my, my ancestors, <laughs> my ancestors. Um, and so, do so you how like you would think like how does he how does he build this building without anyone suspecting? Right. Um. So his scheme is that he's going to hire his own workmen. He acts as his own architect and contractor. So he hires all these workmen, carpenters. Um, and then when they start like doing their jobs and they're noticing that they're not getting paid. So they would like demand money from him. And he's like, oh, um, you did shoddy work. So I'm, I'm not going to pay you. And so these men would then quit. 
Um, and so then he would just hire new workers. So because of this high turnover, he was able to have them build like bizarre things, little bizarre things. Yeah. And no one thought it was weird that he also had like a crematorium in the basement. Oh my God. Um, so that's w- one example of his. People, like, let me just say that people need to call out stuff. If you see something, sure. say something. Yeah. <laughs> if you see a crematorium in a basement you're working on as a contractor, you know what? Like, give someone a tip. Or like, Tell why somebody. does this hotel room need a gas, like, gas chamber? Outlet or, or was he saying like, oh, it's like a new perfume experience? Like, I'm sure some, you could really spin yeah. it as some bullshit hippie thing. And Oh, and but he would like buy chloroform in like large quantities and no one thought that was weird. Well, if he's like went to medical school and was like, acting like a doctor did he have any degree or just went there just to like understand how to dismember a body i think he must have had a degree i i don't remember what what that's okay you what degree he i don't got know it. if he graduated i don't think he graduated but he did practice medicine or dentistry i think yeah he had his oh. own medical practice um but then i think he wasn't making a lot of money from that and so that's why he started this wait um, is this the based on that musical like the murder of something something street the the butcher of Patty LaBelle was in it. What's that musical? The We the Demon Barber of Fleet Street? Yes. Was that him? I feel like that was before Oh, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. I think that might have been All before right. his time. Okay. <laughs> All my murders just clomb together. <laughs> clomb together. Um, so he starts this hotel, and around this time, he marries this woman, Murda Belknap. Um, and I'll have this. So he's a ladies' man, and he attracts, like, the same kind of woman, like, he's very Leonardo attractive. DiCaprio. He's Leonardo DiCaprio. He's like, getting these, like, beautiful, wealthy women um, who don't suspect a thing. And, oh, also, Murda is actually his second wife. He's been married to another woman this whole time. Uh, I think she was she lived back home in New Hampshire, and he never, for some reason, like, didn't bother to, like, formally divorce her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's I got think other he things left- to do. Yeah, I think he left and he was like, I'm going to go to Chicago and make money. And then he just never got back to her. Yeah, so she's just like, I was ghosted by my husband. She had a child with him. BRB, I got to yeah. make a gas chamber and then a crematorium. And ugh, sorry, forgot to divorce you. <laughs> and he's raised the child. But he does, this, he does this a few times with a few different women. Yeah, so he, he was married like, to like three women. Cool. Total. Wow. He's a good recorded. dude. Mm-hmm. He's a good dude. He is a ladies' man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Murda, she actually never lived with him in the hotel. She lived in um, in Wilmette, Illinois. So I don't know how he, like, juggled that, yeah. where he's like, I'm married to you, but we should live apart. Huh. Okay. Um, and Murda had a wealthy uncle. And so this is, like, another example of how he, like, combined his, like, his, his schemes and also his, like, like murderous lust. Mm-hmm. Um, so he manages to convince a murder's uncle to give him like $2,000 for his hotel. Um, and, and the uncle it's like, even though this, this guy is like Leonardo DiCaprio, like charming everyone, the uncle like feels like kind of uneasy about him. Right. Like there's just something about him. He was like too cool. And he, yes. he said like his eyes, like you felt like there was like nothing Right, that's Behind number that. one serial killer. There's nothing there. Mm. Yeah, like shark eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uncle, you know, his, his daughter, his his niece really loves this guy, so he's like, okay, I'll give you the money. And and then Holmes is like, oh, uncle, why don't you come visit the property? Mm. And I'll give you a tour. So he, like, shows him around the first floor. And, and then he's like, oh, uncle, you really got to check out the roof and see the view from the roof. And the uncle's like, I don't 
want to go to a room with you. (laughs) So he like tries to think of some excuse. He's like, oh, you know what? I'm an old man and I don't want to take these stairs to the roof. Um, And so he stays at the hotel overnight and he like locks the door because he's just like creeped out. Um, And then in the middle of the night, he hears like a key jangling in the the lock. (laughs) So scared. Yes. And he's like, what the hell? And I feel so bad for him. He's like this older man. And he's like, who's there? And a guy, he hears a male voice and he's just like, oh, I just, I just wanted you to see if you're okay, if you wanted to come out. And he's like, no, go away. And like, he could still hear like someone behind the door. Um, And so he like stayed up all night, didn't go back to sleep. Yeah, of course. Then later he finds out that Holmes tried to forge a check using his name and he like puts together like, oh, he was trying to kill me that night so that he could get my Take money. money yeah. yeah. Um and he in and in Devil in the White City, his last line was like, um, I'm I'm glad that I was afraid of heights and I didn't go with him. Wait, so the uncle got out? Yeah, he survived. Okay, because while all this was happening, I was like, if he's dead, how do you find this very detailed I story? <laughs> like, I don't know where they find this information. Yeah. Okay, great. So he yeah. survived and he went back to wherever he's from with his money. Yeah. Okay. But I don't think he told anybody. He didn't tell anybody. Yeah. I don't know why. It's hard. I think, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe he just told one or two people, but it's a small town. And like, what do you do? Well, again, and, and, I, and I think because they didn't have like, you know, FBI profilers to be like, you should be on the lookout for like this type of for person sure. is like very suspicious. Um, and then I, I think that's also like the Carnotters MO is that they don't blatantly immediately sure. murder yeah. you yes no it's true it's like there is this sort of like whining and dining friendship and like yeah. they are really in it for the long haul or the long murder yeah if that's long con choice yeah. yeah um so meanwhile he has these stores uh, on the first floor and he starts hiring like young women to work for him and um you know these women are excited because it's like you know that that era like you don't have Dependent, many opportunities yeah. to like work and have like a livelihood and so and so he like wins their trust that way because they're like oh i'm making money this guy's really nice to me he's handsome and he would uh like appoint them as notary publics so they could like they would end up like notarizing his like fraudulent documents uh and then he'd be like oh why don't you add me as a beneficiary to your insurance oh no and and then later they would like mysteriously Disappear. Yeah. And then he'd have Disappear. that money. Yeah. Um, and then one uh, of his victims is really sad. So this woman, Emmeline, um, she was like his personal secretary. And she was like really excited because this is like one of her first jobs. And he like seduces her. He takes her to the opera. <sighs> um, and then one day she, this man comes into the store where she's working and and he's looking for homes. And she assumed that, like, maybe it was, like, a creditor or something because at, at this time, like, he's just, like, all these creditors are so upset with him yeah, because she's he's just Yeah, she's his personal not... assistant. She knows that there's something slightly shady. But she's probably in love with him. She's probably. <laughs> probably. Doesn't know she that doesn't he has two wives. Questions. Yeah. Um, and so this man's, like, he doesn't tell her, but he he's just, like, you should get out of here uh, as soon as you can. Um, and it turned out that this man had used to work for Holmes. Uh, his name is Ned Connor, and like he and his wife worked for Holmes, and his wife ended up falling in love with, with Holmes because she, you know, she fell for his, mm-hmm. whatever I charm, guess, wine charms. and dining. Um, and and then Ned kind of was like, okay, my wife likes this man, so I'm just gonna 
going to leave. Uh, but then his wife ended up disappearing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Emmeline's like, she's, then she starts to suspect that like maybe there's like something wrong with her boss. Um, and, and she befriends like the other hotel guests. And one day the hotel guests notice that like Emmeline isn't around mm-hmm. anymore. And so they ask Holmes, like, what happened to Emmeline? We were supposed to like hang out together. It was like Christmas was approaching. And Holmes is like, oh, um, she she went off and married someone. <laughs> and they're like, that's weird because she did, didn't tell she us she was with you. dating anyone. <laughs> She's been your secretary for way longer than any other person. <laughs> and, and, and he's like, I, he even was like, oh, I have her wedding invitation. And it's like, Clearly forged by him. Right. Like mm-hmm. He probably did. He learned calligraphy um, and was like, yeah, this this is her wedding invitation. So she's married. So, yeah. And then, and then they never heard from her again. Oh, jeez. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. 
GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. So this I is just, like, it's yeah. so much like the personality and the like charm and the confidence. Yes. yes. That's what, that no one questioned him. Ugh. Yeah. And I guess he was like, he must have been fairly intelligent. Like he went to medical school. So he kind of knew what he was doing. And there's also like, usually with con artists, with one of our former guests we were talking about, like there's a pushiness with them. They're like, don't worry. Yes. I've got it under control. Any like, they, because they're so psychotic, I do think that there is this bizarre intelligence where they can think of every other option. Like they can think of what you might be afraid of or what you right. might be suspicious of so they can take away your fears. Like they sort of go like, oh, well, you might be worried about this, but I'll take care of that. Yeah. Or this and that. Mm-hmm. And so they sort of are five steps ahead of you because they're plotting it. Exactly. And like he must have known that these people were going to ask, you know, what happened to Emily. And he thinks, oh, Already. I will create this fake wedding invitation. Yeah. And I mean, mm-hmm. the other thing with psychopaths and if this guy was already like abusing animals as a child, like there's no remorse for death. Like, no, there's like this also obvious, like the wedding invitation is so, you know, meticulous. Yeah. Like you're like, how does someone even come up with that kind of now? Did lie? anybody discover this mansion, discover like dead, burned corpses or anything or any like how did no. this? I mean, people would occasionally be like, hmm, he always smells like chloroform or like I noticed that like a lot of his employees Oh, you know, they start working there and then they like mysteriously like have decided to like vacation in South America. So people are like starting to suspect, but he was also like friendly with law enforcement. Of course. Um, he, yes. he had a restaurant on his first floor, so he would give them like free meals, cigars. And also because this was taking place in Chicago during the World's Fair, like the World's Fair was like a big distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. that's also like part of his, like that's so great for a con artist because they're like, this is my opportunity. No one's going to notice me. Right. And there was so much crime happening in Chicago. So like policemen would get letters, you know, the, the police would get letters from family members being like, my daughter visited Chicago, we, we don't know where she is. Can you please find her? And they're like, we have so many other murders to okay. investigate. Like, mm. we don't have time for that. And was Emmeline the one in the trunk? That's a horrible story. No, that was... Um, so that um, is a good opportunity to introduce uh, this guy, Benjamin Pitzel, who mm-hmm. was one of the workers when he was building his, like, murder hotel. Uh, and usually he would, you know, would fire all of his, right. his labor, but he... He liked this guy for whatever reason. I think he also committed equally a psychopath. Yeah, <laughs> psychopath sees psycho. No feelings. Yeah, yeah, no. So Benjamin Pitzel was his um, accomplice, um, and he is actually the one that like found Emmeline. I think he also Benjamin also had like an alcohol problem, and he would stay at this like I don't want to call it resort, but like oh, like rehab, rehab, yeah, yeah. rehab, fancy uh, rehab, and, and that's where he like met Emmeline. And he he was like, oh, Holmes, you have to, like, meet this woman. She's so gorgeous. And, and so that's how they, like, recruited her. Um, so Benjamin Pitzel had a wife and, like, five kids. And he worked for Holmes. Um, and, like, I think he would even, like, help get hit, lure guests to the hotel. And um, 
like help like burn the bodies mm-hmm. and all this gross stuff. So, um, so like I think like around 1894, um, Holmes is getting like all these creditors are on his back, and he and Benjamin Pitts will flee. So they're like on the lam, and um, if, but yet Holmes still manages to find time to like marry another woman. Of course, so he meets his third wife, Georgiana. Um, and, and I think they end up like, they go to like St. Louis, Texas, and they end up in Philadelphia and, and he and Pitzel are like, they plot to like try to steal, sorry, not steal, but they plot to try to get $10,000 from Fidelity Insurance. And the plan is Pitzel's going to fake his own death mm-hmm. and they're going to steal a cadaver, badly right. burn it. Simple, simple. And then claim before. the insurance Easy. money. Right. And, and then use like a fake name for the for the for the corpse. Um, so later, Pit, uh, Holmes gets arrested for like some petty crime. Um, that's amazing. That's, yeah, he ends he's up like, getting he's like burning he, like, people. Has, like, creepy doors. Yeah. yeah, he's had these like flawless, like meticulous, like right. these like extra- extravagant plants, and yet he like gets caught from some like petty scheme. It's like Robert Durst stealing the sandwich from the gas station. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Maybe he got like too arrogant because while he's in prison, Mm -hmm. he um, like tells another inmate about his like plan, and and he's like promising the inmate like, oh, I'll give you like five hundred dollars if you want to do this. And so he never um, gives this guy the money. And so the inmate tells the police about what really happened. That's when he gets out of prison. So he's still in prison. Oh, okay. Um, and it turns out that Benjamin Pitzel they didn't fake his death. That he actually murdered Benjamin Pitzel <gasps> for whatever reason, which is kind of strange because he was his accomplice. Well, for if all you're like you'll kill anybody. Yeah, maybe yeah, he like okay. maybe they got into an argument. He made too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and then the sad part was so he is involved in this insurance scheme. The Benjamin Pitzel's wife is also aware of the scheme. Like she was going to get some of the oh. money because you know they had five kids, and I don't know. I didn't understand why he did this, but so. Holmes took three of Pitzel's kids with him, like on the on the run. Um, this is after he got out of prison. Oh, sorry, this is before prison. Okay, okay. Um, and then later when he was in prison, that's when they discovered that he had murdered. Okay, his accomplice. Um, so Pitzel had his three kids with Holmes, and they're all on the run, and they're in Pennsylvania. They're like going everywhere. So okay, like everywhere. with with yeah. this new wife too. Yes. So there's this mini family, mini family, <laughs> and they're taking um, trains everywhere, right? Yeah, and so that's why he that's has expensive. like he has this huge like luggage case. Yeah, um, and I think like he lit. He just like thought they were weighing him down, you the know, kids? trying to flee with kids. So I, I won't tell this part. I won't talk about this oh, part. No. But yeah, so that's how we Yeah, oh no, Caitlin's going to hate that. I'm yes. going to cry. Okay, um, so kids yeah. didn't make it. That's all. They yeah. went to a magical place. Um, they poofed into thin air and they became unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yes. So he, he does all this horrible stuff and then he manages to get himself in prison doing some, he probably forged a check or something. Right. Um, and so that's when he, when he is in prison, that's when the authorities are like, they find out about Everything else. This horrible, horrible thing that he did. Um, so that's when they discovered his, like, murder castle. Um, Is the wife, did she survive this? So all of his wives survived. Wow. Yeah. Did they? He never killed, I mean, his three main wives. His three, his three. His three uh, prime wives. Yeah. His he mistresses was, seemed dead. Seemed dead. Yeah. 
for what? Yeah, for, I guess if it's a, it was a compliment if he married you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wasn't gonna kill you. And um, and so that's when they find out about his cat, uh, his hotel, and they they go to investigate the building, and they find some like corpses. Um, they find um, oh, he had a soundproof vault installed in his hotel, and they discovered like a footprint like in the metal. And they were like, how does a footprint get like embedded yeah. in metal? And what they think happened um, is that I think I guess they figured out that so the footprint matched like Emmeline's. Okay. I don't, I don't know how they got that. So the forensics was uh-huh. pretty sophisticated, fairly. Um, so what they think happened is that he must have put like acid on the floor mm-hmm. of this vault. And so she stepped on it and then like her footprint was like forever and was like trying to kick her way out of it that's yeah. kind of what they thought yeah, yeah. that's really sad. So sad sorry it's bad no. so he's yeah he's not just a con man but just like like a, a sadist and um and then strangely before they could like uncover more evidence um the building burned down all right and they don't know who did it get rid of it <laughs> they don't. i'm fine with that just get that shit done it's now Do you a post was- office oh my god Wait, it was Pitzel? Do you think that was Pitzel? No, Pitzel's dead, right? Right, Pitzel's dead. I don't think it was Holmes unless he, like, escaped He could have paid somebody yeah. to but do he it. Had, I think he had, a, like, kind of a lot outside. of operatives. Yeah. yeah. Um, And initially, like, the reason that he even built that property in the first place, other than the, the murders, I think he had always planned to, like, burn it down and then try to get like insurance money. For yes. Mm-hmm. At so the end of the always, day, it's always some insurance money. It's always about the insurance money for wow. this guy. Um, and so he was sentenced. He had a death by hanging. Um, but even his death had some con artistry to it and some controversy. So he didn't want an autopsy and he uh, demanded that his like coffin be encased in cement okay because he was afraid that like i guess grave robbers would also try to steal his body like some bad Takes karma one to no one mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so people think like he fake his own fake death, his own yeah. death. Mm-hmm. um and so i think so quite recently like maybe even a year ago his relatives wanted his body exhumed just to what? make sure that it was indeed him who Ugh. cares? <laughs> Who cares? Oh my God. He's if dead he's by now. It's been like 100 a hundred years. Great, 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 great uncle. Let him be a psychopath. And yeah, so, yeah, so DNA tests confirmed that it was. It was him. Oh, they yeah. did exhume it. Yeah, they did. Ew. Ugh. Wait, I don't remember. Did they ever get like a count on how many people he killed or was it like impossible? Do you think it could have been anywhere from 27 to 200? Oh my God. <laughs> <sighs> oh, yeah. Just like a. Somewhere in there, <laughs> you know, casual. But the hotel, you know, like it was very co- good business. <laughs> yeah. Doing great business, <laughs> but they were only uh, able to confirm nine of the victims. Oh, um, and also, like the, he was like quite the like storyteller, and I think he, like, he embellished a lot of his his story. So they don't really know like was he like like telling exaggerating how many people he killed? Did he really kill two? Did he people? talk about that he killed people? I guess in jail that was yeah. And then bros. he would like brag about mm-hmm. and he wrote. Mm-hmm. I think he wrote a memoir while he was in jail. <laughs> you know, and if you're a psychopath, him. write your little memoirs. Yes, I'm so jealous. Like he it's did a insane. writer's block. <laughs> he did a writer's block. No, because he had no soul. There's nothing to block him or guilt or any love in his life. Yeah, that that would no. that would help your writer's block. Oh my gosh, 
We should not be psychopaths. No, that's oh my insane. God. No, I didn't it's say that. so bad. That's okay. No, I trust it. Um, yeah. Wow. I'm never going to not think of all these horrible things as I try and fall asleep tonight. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm really bad with murder because I can't get it out of my head. I think really? The, yeah, as far as you can go from like the psychopath that doesn't care, like I will be thinking all day about all right. these thoughts because I just can't get over it. I, I One, it's like a huge fear of mine that I'm going to suddenly be trunked. Oh, <laughs> yes. get trunked and get murdered. <laughs> Don't get trunked. Don't get trunked, guys. Or that like it just could happen so easily and quickly around that like people don't care. Maybe mm. that's like one good thing about like having the internet these days yes. is that like, I don't know, if they had like TripAdvisor back then, I don't think all those people <laughs> would have gone to his hotel. Oh, God, Flood no. Hotels.com? <laughs> Yelp. And that's actually a, a fear of mine is like, I'm so scared about like Airbnb. Yes. You know, like I check every single review. Me too. Yes. And like I look at every photo just to make sure it's not like a murder house. I'm worried about like Uber drivers. I'm like, this guy could take me wherever the fuck he wants. Yeah, it's totally. I have sent my location address to multiple friends. It's like, share where you're going. I've sent it to so many people oh, because I'm like, look, I don't know what the hell could happen. My life's in their hands, but I also need to get to someplace in 15 minutes and I can't take the subway. I think hotels are the worst, though. Hotels, I'm like always so freaked out lately Ugh. they're oh, really? dirty as hell too you know you're not yeah. supposed to use that like top comforter you're supposed to take that off immediately because that's oh, what everybody has that. sex on apparently oh, and they great. don't own- yeah you take that off immediately and you can only use the sheets under yeah oh, that's man. the first thing <laughs> now you know okay <laughs> well but i mean i would think that hotels would be more safe because you have like all these people around you at least well yeah now there's like cameras there's like a lot of stuff there's internet i mean also like people are live streaming every single thing they do. They take a shower, they're streaming it. I mean, like everything's very open. (laughs) So yeah. At hotels can be more safe than an Airbnb because an Airbnb, nobody's watching. Like you can get an Airbnb in the middle of the woods and no one would know. And hotels, like everybody's around. But also part of me really wants to go to a cabin in the woods and just have like a really nice cabin trip. Sure, (laughs) of course, we all do. (laughs) Just don't pick a place that's like near a prison. No. I'm always worried about escaped inmates. Oh, I don't mind. Oh my inmates. gosh. They're thank great. you, Gigi. Thank you for something else to worry about. Yes, Gigi. So I thank you for the extensive work done. I mean, this is gorgeous. <laughs> this is so far beyond anything I can ever do. I'm usually telling a story and like second guessing myself and asking the listener to please Google it yourself because I don't know if this is true because I'm dyslexic. So this is like amazing. You're a gem and a gift. Thank you so much for having me. And now and I, I, my eyes are open to all the scams. Okay. Yeah. And I... side note, when I when I read this book, I so the way it goes is there's like a couple chapters on the H.H. H. Holmes and a couple chapters on the World's Fair. I like don't like reading history books. So to the words at end, I was just reading the murder chapters. <laughs> yeah, like skipping over like I don't need to know about Frederick so Wall disturbing. Olmsted. Yeah, that is that is so you, Sue. <laughs> yeah. like, you know what, let me just get down to it. <laughs> Give me the worst. Okay? Give me the worst. I can't waste my time. That's so yes. funny. I'm obsessed with that. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are, Gigi, we are obsessed with you. And now I am more terrified, but I do feel closer to you. Like we've just gone through something. Like we all almost we just survived. Got, we survived. I did, while you were telling the story, feel like I was about to get murdered at any moment. Cause that's, I'm very of the moment. <laughs> it, you really did take me to that terrifying place. So I feel like we've gone through something together. Now I'm gonna have to like look at puppies on my phone or something, but I love the amount of work Gigi did. <laughs> oh my God. Clearly I have no life. <laughs> 
No, it's it's so nice. We loved having you. Amazing. And Google her because she's everywhere. Go to that beach. Um, You can go to my website, ggli.com, J-I-J-I-E-E.com. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My gran says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready, for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing. A story glass production presented by Realm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my two wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. The one thing I constantly hear successful people say, without fail, is that they wish they'd spent more time with their kids. That's time no one can get back. So I decided to create Business Dad to engage in the conversation about how we're spending our time now, providing a forum for successful dads to share their joys and challenges of being a working parent. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier. And while this podcast will talk about business and will definitely be featuring dads, I think everyone can learn something from these incredible conversations as we unpack the expectations we all have about careers, relationships, and ourselves. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.